the Bathurst Six Hour ran last weekend, and we speak to one of the winners, Tom Sargent, on this week's Inside Motorsport. I hope you can stay with us. Well, joining us on Inside Motorsport is one of the winners of the Bathurst Six Hour, Tom Sargent, who's currently in South Australia setting up to run TA2 this weekend. It's been a whirlwind week for you, Tom. Congratulations. The B6 Hour, one of the uh, three big events at the mountain, and your name's now permanently in the record books. Yeah, thank you so much, Craig. Um, Yeah, pretty cool to say the least. You have had uh, a long career in motorsport, even though you're still a very young man. Yeah, I have. I started karting when I was seven, like a lot of people, and um, you know, progressed up into Formula Ford. And uh, this year, we're going to be running the Michelin Sprint Series. And that, of course, is in the Championship Carrera Cup car from last year, which was driven by your co-driver Cameron Hill. Yes, yeah, we've got a kind of a team, a team family thing going on here, where everything's staying kind of within the team. So yeah, we're um, like I said, that's in Cameron's car. So. Yeah, really excited for that because that's going to be a, a pretty cool thing. Well, but before we get on to the future, let's talk about last weekend. You've gone up to the mountain. It was a, a rush for the CHE team to get that BMW together just to even be in the race. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, the car wouldn't even start and we had to um, – Dad and I drove it in the truck overnight um, got to Queensland at like four o'clock in the morning to get the car there to allow to allow us um, to take it to Berwick Lintons, who um, who was able to plug into it and um, diagnose a lot of the electrical problems with it and get it at least started for us. So, yeah, a couple like I said, a couple of weeks ago it wouldn't even start. So for us to actually be at the track, let alone to win, was pretty cool. And even at the race day or race weekend, it didn't go smoothly. You had blistering speed qualify the car on the pole and yet you started back in the 60s on the starting grid <laughs> yeah it wasn't actually ideal for us we um like i said we I qualified on pole on the saturday night and um when we come in we we were we the car sat at media for 30 minutes or so and um we believe why that happened all the the tire pressures cooled down and um the suspension load and stuff. So when we actually got to scrutineering over half an hour after the session, um, we were ended up being under ride height. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't ideal. That's for sure. But um, it definitely made for a cool story on Sunday. How much was it under? Are we talking about half a mil? Are we a millimeter? No, no it was actually a fair bit. It was probably around closer to five mil. They're telling me, obviously I, I never saw it because I was in the car. But, um, yeah, it sounded like a little bit. So we probably were running a little bit too close to the mark um, with that. But, you know, you, you got to, in motor racing, you've got to look for all those little tiny, tiny little one percenters because they add up. So, um, but, you know, it was, it kind of was a blessing in disguise. The fact that we, we worked that out on the Saturday because, um, you know, come Sunday, the same thing probably could have happened and we probably could have been disqualified for the whole event. So, you know, like, like I said, there's a silver lining and everything. So that's kind of what we took from that. And, um, you know, ultimately it didn't end up hurting us too much. So like I said, it made a pretty cool story though on Sunday. So the car lines up around the corner at Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I tell you what, I was sitting there on the, um, on the starting grid uh, in 63rd position. Um, like, like you said, around the corner, couldn't even probably see the top 30 cars 
thinking, oh man, what, what what's happened? Like, how are we going? How are we even going to do this? Like, this is, you know, these guys are, you know, probably half a k up the road from me. We haven't even started the race, so it was, it was definitely. You know, I was sitting there thinking, you know, trying to be as positive as you can, but you know, you're looking at that thinking, oh, you know, this is this is really hard. But you know, what we did just started the race and just. You know, chipped away at it, and then you know, before you know it, you're up in a up in a good position. I think it was by lap high twenties. I think high twenty laps. We were um, you know, leading the race. So it was um, yeah. It just shows that you can't really give up, and yeah, it was definitely um, it was definitely an, uh, uh, not an ideal starting position for us, but we uh, we made it work. How did you approach a position like that where you are so far back? And you know you've got a car that can run at the front. You 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 have to take the passes, but did you have to force the passes? Were you in a hurry to get to the front, or did the car just everything worked, and the car speed got you there? Yeah, there's two ways to look at it. Like you said, there's always the way that you wanna you wanna you kind of want to force and get to the front, but then you've also got to realise it was a six hour race and there was you know a lot of time available. So I kind of started the race and just, I wasn't very forceful. I was kind of, you know, I made a lot of my positions in the straight line where, you know, where the BMW was quite fast, obviously compared to other classes. So utilizing that, that speed you had and then kind of just, you know, not doing any silly moves across the top that, you know, could potentially risk in, in a collision. Um, so I kind of just chipped away at the start and, and, and the BMW is, is, very quick in a straight line, obviously compared to the other cars, so it made it relatively easy to to carve through the the, the um the starting part of the race, and obviously you know, the further you get up the grid, it gets a little bit harder and a little bit harder. So, but yeah, it was all about for me. I just took it relatively relaxed and said, you know, we've got six hours, we've got plenty of time, uh, so we'll just you know just chip away at it. And with that mindset, knowing that the car's quick, but you've got this disadvantage at the start, do you think that probably uh, gave you a bit more calm than if you were starting on the pole? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're 100% right there. I, I was sitting on the grid um, and you know, I could feel my heart was quite racing and I was thinking, wow, <laughs> this is my heart now. I can only imagine what it was going to be like if I was starting off pole. Um, so <laughs> it definitely, you definitely you have a little bit more of a relaxed um, sense about you, which can, can be good in, in a way. So, you know, you can, it means you're just not as riled up and you can make it probably make a smarter decisions at the time and you're not so pushed. So, um, you know, I, I do think it was actually quite, it did make the, it did make it a little bit more enjoyable to start the race. I wasn't as nervous, but yeah, still, still definitely had butterflies. And what about your other stints? Was it a, a comfortable feeling knowing you're up the front, you've got a good car and the day rolled out probably as you were hoping for when you uh, arrived at the track on Thursday. Yeah, well, it's interesting when I I was doing when I did my two and a bit hour stint in the middle there. You know, you don't. I didn't actually really know where we were or what position we were in. I was kind of just lapping the thing, and and uh, my engineer Diane was on the radio, like just you know coaching me. You know, if I had to go a little bit faster, or I I didn't you know look after the tire, whatever that was. I was kind of just there. I'm um, just circulating, doing. I didn't really know if we were leading or if we were last. I didn't actually really know, so I was just kind of punching laps out, just trying to, you know, just trying to do what I was, just get it through and get it to the finish for Cameron to have something to fight with at the end. Well, you said your heart was beating pretty hard starting at the back of the field, 
Fast forward five and a half hours later and Cameron is battling for the lead up against Tim Slade, who is a supercar driver, has won races and is a, is a pretty fearsome competitor. How was the heartbeat going at that point? <laughs> it was definitely pretty high. Um, it was, uh, as much as it was high and I was very nervous, I knew that if there was anyone in the car, if there was, could be anyone in the car that was going to be able to, to do that and win, it was going to be Cameron. Um, uh, I, I massive level of respect for him. He's an extremely good driver. And I was, I was quite glad that he was in the car there at the end to be able to do that. So I had, uh, like I said, as much as I was, I was nervous, I had full confidence that he'd be able to uh, get the job done for sure. So you take the chequered flag. You've raced carts for many years. Your home base, although young, is, is the Grenfell Club. You've raced Formula Ford. You're now moving up to Porsches. Have you experienced anything like the media frenzy that happened after that checkered flag waved? No, not at all. That was that was something very very new for sure. I, I couldn't believe it. Like you know, you're you're in your own kind of world, I suppose you could say, where you just you so many emotions are flooding through, and then you've got all these other people around you that are really lovely people. You're trying to share that with and everything, and then you've also got the media there. It's um. It definitely was a new experience, but um, you know, it was it was kind of cool. I, I've, I've ever since I was a kid, I've watched you know professional racing on television. You get to see it and to be to be a part of that and actually be that person that they're interviewing because of what they've just done was was seriously cool. Um, but yeah, it was an ex- definitely a new experience for me. And then it's carried through into the week because you haven't had any time to sit back and reflect. I imagine you've brought the BMW home, unpacked it, probably uh, given it a quick uh, look over, and then packed the Trans Am to head to South Australia. <laughs> That's exactly right. I haven't really had a, much of a time to kind of um, think about it. You know, I had a little bit of time driving yesterday in the 12 or 13 hours of driving we did um, to kind of think about it. But, um, yeah, like you said, it was, it's been fo- pretty busy since, and it's going to be pretty busy for the next bit up until the lead-up to my, my first race in the Porsche in the end of May. So, um I'm sure. I'm sure it'll sink in eventually when you kind of you kind of sit down and have a bit of time to yourself. But um, yeah, it's it, people. You know, people keep plenty of messages and love lovely messages from friends and family and people that um congratulating me. So and um, you know, it's pretty cool. So I can't I can't thank everyone enough. And um, yeah, it's a it's a seriously cool feeling. So you've just finished a drive over to Tail and Bend for this weekend's racing with a Trans Am in the back. Uh, you're going to have a chance to do any racing, or is this a, just a joyride? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not actually driving this weekend. I'm only just driving the transporter up um, for for a friend. But yeah, they are they are quite different cars. <laughs> is uh, Trans Am a car that you'd be interested in racing in the future? Oh, look, I think they're a great car. I, I did a I did a test uh, test session in one at Wakefield um one day Mark Crutcher's one and that was um that was pretty cool I think they're a very well balanced car the tyre kind of suits suits the class and the brakes and the way the whole thing works I think it was an an awesome class and it definitely is a bunch of fun um you know if there was an opportunity there arise I would definitely I definitely look at that to take something like that in the future to have a bit of a go because the the few laps I did in the thing at Wakefield was uh, quite enjoyable that's for sure now, your mum and dad have been a huge part of your racing career and, and your brother as well. What has been their reaction to your success at Bathurst? I, I know dad was definitely very emotional on the Sunday after we won. Like, um, 
you know, I suppose ever since he was a kid, he's also grown up and watched motor racing. And you know, he always, you know, in the era of Dick Johnson and people like that, where you know, he went to the racetrack, he watched those type of guys. Went, you know, the amount of times he would have been to Bathurst would probably blow your mind. Um, or just been to racetracks and watched, and he's always kind of looked in through the fence and never kind of ever really been a part of it because he just didn't really know anyone. So it's a huge change for him to to come into motorsport and actually be a part of it. You know, be in the first year at Bathurst, he was you know involved doing pit stops, changing tires, sort of thing, and and it's a huge change for him and what he grew up in the first many years of his life doing with motorsports. So it's definitely emotional for him to be able to have done this and and win Bathurst, let alone to be a part of it and inside the um, the actual outfit and be heavily involved with it. So, yeah, it was huge for him. And then obviously for mum and Josh, um, my brother was awesome. They love it. They um, I can't thank them enough for their support. You know, um, mum was awesome all weekend with catering and, and um, yeah, so I can't thank everyone enough. And the team, it was, uh, uh, they've just done an absolute mammoth effort to get the car here. So, it's very amazing. Don't know what would be harder, catering for a team across a Bathurst weekend or doing the lap scoring at Grenfell. <laughs> well, and race secretary, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I think catering is pretty hard. She um, she had a lot of people to feed, but she had a, she had a couple of friends there that were helping her. So um, huge thanks to them as well. That's um, um, pretty awesome. So moving now to the Porsche, which is the uh, next cab off the rank. What has been the uh, opportunities you've had to test the car so far and what is the goals that you're setting for yourself for this season? Um, as for testing opportunities, it hasn't really been too much because the um, fuel tank was out of date, so we had to take that out of the car and send that to Germany to be um, recertified. So it's only got back recently and it's not even in the car yet, so that'll, kind of, that'll go back in the car in the next week or so and then we'll hopefully get a couple more laps in before the before the first round. But um, you know, I'm super keen for that. That's... Obviously, we're, it's in a well-credentialed car and a well-credentialed team I'm going to be in this year. So, yeah, hopefully, we're hoping for a strong result. And I really love to um, to kind of follow that Porsche program and use that junior development program that I'll be a part of with them. Uh, so, they offer a very good very good program that kind of guides juniors like myself through through the Porsche rank, offering um, subsidising a little bit along the way and helping out with some, some prizes here and there as well as a a junior development camp, which is will be happening soon. So, um, yeah, I'm super, super excited about the whole thing. And, of course, Tegra Australia have been a long-time supporter of you and your racing. Interestingly, I have seen reports where Dick Johnson Racing have said they're keen to get you a test in one of their cars. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was super keen, to, uh, super cool to see that. I saw the um, press release on Monday or Tuesday would have come out and I thought that was um that was really cool that they're they're keen to have me and I'm obviously super excited to, to have a go in a in a in a proper V eight supercar. So um that's yeah that's super exciting. That's coming up shortly. Um so yeah, stay tuned for that and that's um that's that's something I'm looking forward to. And of course Cameron Hill who you've been racing in his team for many years now and with karting, you've known him through that for so many years. He's involved in Triple Eight. So it it could bring up a very interesting dynamic with uh, him working with Triple Eight, and if something was to come of the DGR opportunity, yeah, uh, you'd be crossing fences quite quickly there. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It was it's definitely it's definitely interesting, like you said, Cameron's with Triple Eight and DGR are very keen to have me for that test. So, um, it, it, but in saying that, I think um, I think everyone realizes that we're just you know 
two two guys trying to make a career in motorsport and it's whether it's with one team or another they've got to uh, it's it's about trying to get the best for both of us sort of thing. So, you know, we're pretty excited for that. Obviously, we had a triple eight um, man, Zach, down helping us the weekend at Bathurst, helping us with pit stops and everything. So um, he, he also kind of found it quite funny about my test with DJR as well. But, um, yeah, no, <laughs> very excited to see how that goes. And, um, yeah, can't wait. Well, Tom, I know you've got a car to unload there, ready for the weekend at the bend with the TA2s featuring heavily on the program. It's great to talk to you. Congratulations. Fantastic to see that result. And uh, what probably has made it an even more memorable event is the fact that uh, you started out of 63rd position at the uh, start of the race. Yeah, definitely. I think we broke a, we broke a fair few records along the way, um, including lap records. And like you said, starting from the furthest back on the grid, um, even I'm the youngest driver in history to win uh, the six-hour event, so we broke a few cool records along the way, and um, yeah, it was definitely not how we we saw our weekend uh, going when the car, like I said, wouldn't start a couple of days before the event, and was only getting finished at the event at the event. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely definitely very surreal, and um, yeah, definitely not what we thought was ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and the Bathurst six-hour is the shortest of the three enduros there. The 12 hours not far away. Do you reckon you uh, might have some interest to get you in a car for that one? <laughs> Nothing that I can say, but, yeah, I definitely would uh, be keen to have a go in that 12 hours. So hopefully hopefully that's on the radar in the near future. Tom, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Congratulations and thanks for joining us on Inside Motorsport. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Craig. To hear the other side of the story, Cameron Hill, join us on Inside Supercars, where you can hear him talking about his weekend and getting ready for the supercars in Perth as well. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.